and welcome to the Bible Bitches podcast, where we talk about biblical and religious topics from a feminist comedic perspective. And I'm here with Sarah Hoff, an awesome agnostic living in L.A., California. And I, of course, am talking to Laura Barclay. You guys remember her as a Baptist minister located in Louisville, Kentucky. And today, oh, today, you guys, we're talking about Joel Osteen and Kanye West. And... I'm going to try to keep it professional, but it's not going to happen. I just, I need you guys to understand my limits right now. Break out the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> just to make sure we don't excrete in an untimely fashion. <laughs> okay, so briefly, Joel Osteen is a prosperity gospel preacher, meaning he espouses roughly that the more you give the church, the more you get in return and can be rich yourselves. He didn't actually graduate from college or have any training in religion, so he basically preaches by stringing random passages of the Bible together to fit his message. And the internet has told me as of 2017, he has a net worth of between 40 and $60 million. Can I clarify a piece yes. of that? Yes. He does. It's true that he's like, the more you give to the church, you more the more you get in return and can be rich. That's that's like tangible goods like monetary giving and so what he's saying what he what part of his what his whole thing is is that if you monetarily give to the church then god will bless you and you then will become wealthy or will be cured of cancer or whatever it is that you want again in a tangible kind of like fiscal way <laughs> yes thank you for clarifying that yeah we're not talking about spiritual gifts like you know yeah. that that sort of terminology that people use where you're giving your best self you're giving you know your your acts of service to the church um or even you know donating as an act of you know giving in order to say that church turns around and does good with it like you really believe in the mission of what they're doing i.e. justice work in the community or giving back in some form or fashion this is this is insidious this is deep dark shit i think i think personally yeah it's i think it's one of the worst uh iterations of of religious ideology agreed um because honestly partly because it um it absolutely manipulates and plays on the the hope of people who are in <clears throat> a lot of distress, like people who are who are like economically or who are wealthy or whatever, don't typically go to these kinds of services because they're already receiving the prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't need this like, um, I don't know. Quote unquote blessing. Yeah. You're giving false hope to people who are in dire straits. Exactly. It's false hope. So they're giving, they're giving money, hoping that they get cured of cancer. Like you said, they're giving money, hoping that the, that the bank doesn't foreclose on their house. Mm -hmm. It's, it's preying on the innocent. Yeah. It's real shit. Mm -hmm. And he has recently partnered with Kanye West. You guys probably all already know he's a, a, a West Coast rapper um, who started out like really with like some really cool stuff, uh, astute commentary on race and culture, uh, but it kind of honestly like I thought it went downhill like pretty fast. Where he started talking about he started doing Gold Digger, and now he and then he did that um, 
what is it? Bush hates white people or Bush hates black people. He did Bush hates black people, and like I, I loved that. You did. I did. I thought that was great. Like it, like that was that was in the like this is I would put Kanye, in the in the early aughts, because like I felt like he had really good commentary on race and culture. Um, you know, if you if you go back and listen to his early stuff, it was on point. And when he said Bush hates black people. I mean, think about when he did that. That was Katrina. Um, mm-hmm. Most most of the people who were um, rounded up and put in the football uh, stadium in New Orleans were black, and they were there for days without like, like, what food, water, yeah. basic rations. And so he says, you know, during this on air, it wasn't it. It was him, it was and it NPR. was Mike Myers. It was Mike Myers. It was yeah. him and Mike Myers. And he says on air, Bush hates black people. And was was that a simple message? Yeah. But did it get to the point where people started being like, yeah, why are people in the Superdome? And, you know, absolutely. So I, I really appreciated Kanye West in the early aughts because I think he got to the point and he was just himself. And that was great. And then something happened. And I think that something happened was that he got loaded and forgot where he came from, which is a thing that rich people do. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And now, like, he's hanging out with Trump. Like, did you see the TMZ thing where he like? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Where he like? What? What exactly did he say? Where he was like basically blaming black people for slavery? Yeah. He basically he basically said that uh like he he was arguing with somebody. He came down to DMZ headquarters and was arguing with another reporter at TMZ. And made the argument that it's like black people's fault for slavery that they could have ended it sooner if they wanted to, which makes me just kind of like that's such it a, breaks my brain. Well, that's such a huge one eighty, right? Like, mm-hmm. what happened that took him from being a like? When did his mom die? That's a really good question. Anyways, mm-hmm. and we haven't really we haven't touched on this. Um, you know, Kanye. Does I like I, I have no idea like I, I don't know like if it's actually been like there's a lot of speculation as to what mental illness he has mm. um, and that he doesn't take his medication for it mm-hmm. like potentially via hearsay some form of bipolar and is not taking his medication and so he has episodes of like mania and depression mm-hmm. um, and but that's not to excuse it because he um, you know. Everybody is responsible for getting treatment and being, you know, trying to be their best selves. Yeah. Um, but that he's just kind of swinging in all these directions mm-hmm. and like placing blame where it doesn't belong, and it's just it's really concerning because I think it's causing a, like a whole lot of pain, um, a whole lot of pain. Well, but, yeah, his ego just kind of keeps inflating. Like he's calling himself. Jesus or Yeezy, which is a wordplay where he's calling himself a god, well, or Jesus, really. Right. And he, like, thinks he's the greatest artist ever, and he's claiming – he also claimed to be either bankrupt or between $240 million and a billion after asking for a bailout from Mark Zuckerberg, which, like, can you imagine if Joel Osteen, um, Zuckerberg, and Kanye all got in a room together? Oh, my God. I can't. Like, that I would, literally can't. Do you think that there are three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? <laughs> like, if we get Trump in there, too? You know, this is the thing, is that, like, I always thought, you know, I mean, 
I don't know, like it just seems so wavy to think about that. But, you know, the whole concept of the apocalypse and, you know, people saying like, oh, who's the Antichrist? And, you know, I always thought that was kind of nuts. Um, but now as a progressive, when you see like, you know, scientific reports about how fucked we are in terms of, you know, climate change yeah. and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, you know what? I can see it now. And also, wouldn't it be like hilarious slash terrible if, if it's actually, you know, like Trump and like all, you know, on the, <laughs> like on the right, <laughs> like I was wrong all these years about the, the apocalypse being just sort of, yeah. Uh, a story like it's crazy because it's crazy that growing up i was terrified of the apocalypse mm -hmm. and then once i stopped believing in god i had like a few years of being like oh. Rest. and then and then i started paying attention to the news and everything just went to shit again <laughs> oh it's true it's but, true oh yeah um anyways so a little bit more backstory on joel osteen um he took over his father's church called Lakewood Church, which is a giant non-denominational church in Houston, Texas. It seats upwards of 50,000 people and millions watched uh, his televised sermons. Um, they continue to watch it every day or every Sunday. Um, he uh, has a yacht. Um, I'm guessing <laughs> just, I'm guessing that the people who watch him want a yacht too. And maybe that's why they donate to give him another yacht because he wants a second yacht. Like maybe, maybe they'll get another yacht. Maybe, maybe everyone who donates will be blessed into getting a yacht. Everybody gets a toy yacht. <laughs> it's yachtism. It's not Christianity. <laughs> um, this is very similar to, how, similar to how Trump got elected. People want to hope that if this one dude is loaded, they also have the opportunity to be loaded. And not realizing that we are all one health crisis away from bankruptcy because of our shitty healthcare system in the United States. And so I'm just, as I'm talking, like, Realizing that America might be a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> the government's going to start selling Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys know. It seems like a weird thing where, like, pockets of people know, but other pockets don't know about mm -hmm. Kanye's Sunday service. Ooh, tell us. Which has been – well, it's been going on for a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's been going on for more than a year, but mm -hmm. it has been around for a minute. And um, it started as this, like, elite, like, only the, like, high, fanciest of the fancy, famous of the famous people would get invited to Kanye's, like, ranch in Calabasas, and then he would put on this service, right? Wow. And then I think at some point he started selling tickets for it and, like, expanded it. And now it's this huge thing called Sunday service, and I think you can buy tickets for it. I didn't hear about it till he performed at Coachella last year. Oh. Like, that's that's whenever it, like, blew onto my scene. Yeah. So he had been doing that even bef so before Coachella. I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, and, and like, there have, all, there have been all these rumors of, like, is, is Kanye starting a cult, blah, 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 um, which Loki, I would not put it past him. Wouldn't. But um, but if he's partnering with Joel Osteen, then weirdly that makes it more insidious. Yeah, he's kind of kind of got the like recipe for charismatic leader, you know, right? that would sort of rope people into a cult. Um, yeah. But so sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say that like I don't know if you saw about the like so the literally the first time I ever saw it was was Coachella, mm -hmm. and 
like I just saw something about him like selling crazy merchandise there. Yeah, and and like uh, and it had like, if you're a Christian, blasphemous <laughs> praises. I think. Yeah. Like, um, well, I know. Well, I know. Like while you're talking, I remember um, there was like a consequences of sound article. Um, consequences consequences of sound.net um, back in April of 2019 that um, talked about the merchandise he was selling like $50 socks and $225 really ugly tie-dye sweatshirts yeah um, that were plain or like had his name or like Sunday service on it and it just it didn't make any sense and it just seemed like a giant money grab and like that's why I kind of put him. It makes sense that him and Osteen are teaming up because Osteen wants money for more yachts, and Kanye's like, "Let me get a piece of that." You know, maybe yeah. I don't know. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Like, it's just. I think maybe that's the deal. It's like evangelical slogans like "Holy Spirit" and "Jesus walks" and "Trust Jesus," um, and he's then- putting that. Like you think about like, but Jesus was so mad about money changers at the temple like and also, in the like, he's tell- calling himself Jesus yeah I don't know it's and just Jesus is all like false prophets are coming like it's just it's wild like it's wild to me as a progressive that this hasn't ever really been the issue for me that he's you know that Jesus is all about money changers in the temple and, you know like and um, turning yeah. turning turning the temple into a den of thieves, like that's in the Bible, and also him warning about false prophets. And this person's calling himself Jesus, and Osteen's talking about you know just give me more money, just give the church more money, rolling around yeah. in in his millions and his yachts, and like I, it's just wild to me. Which all of this brings us to November of 2019, and according to a People magazine article from November 18th, 2019, entitled "Kanye West Praises the Lord and Himself at Joel Osteen's Mega Church." Kanye shows up at Lakewood, um, the church of Kanye West. And no, Lakewood. Uh, sorry, sorry. Kanye Joel shows up. Well, now, who knows? <laughs> but Kanye <laughs> shows up at Lakewood, the church of Joel Osteen, uh, and brought the Sunday service tour there. For 20 minutes, Kanye did a Q&A with Joel Osteen on stage, and he states, quote, uh, Kanye says, it's like the devil stole all the good producers, all the good musicians, all the good artists, all the good designers, and all the good business people, and said... You've got to come over and work for me. Now the trend, the shift is going to change. Jesus has won the victory. I told you about my arrogance and cockiness already. Now the greatest artist that God has ever created is now working for him. End quote. And then Kanye gets like a massive applause. So I'm kind of conflicted about that, honestly. Yeah. Because he's not wrong. I mean, um, he's great. Well, cool. wait. I, no, like, no, no, no. He's not wrong in that, like. Kanye in the beginning this is where this is where it fucks with my brain okay because Kanye in the beginning was legitimately like I I truly believe that in the beginning the first few albums Kanye was brilliant Mm -hmm. he was brilliant and then he believed his own bullshit Mm -hmm. and that's where that's where I like find this wild is that like the whole concept of like humility and like um just like being open to other people like well, he was brilliant in the beginning, and I'm like that might I might have actually given given him the like greatest artist of my lifetime had he stayed on that same trajectory and like stuck to his beliefs, but then he totally shifted to the other side. Well, I, I well I would say like apart like apart from that, which yeah, but also like either your heroes die young or they live long enough for them to become the villain kind of thing. Sure, but um the whole idea of like 
the devil stole all the good producers, all the good musicians, all the good artists, designers, all the good business people. Um, in the entertainment industry, that is a known, like a known wink wink, right? Like Corey Feldman is coming out with, or has at, at the time of this release, Corey Feldman has already come out with a like really, really like uh, sort of dangerous expose on the pedophilia that goes on in the entertainment industry Ooh. based on he and the other Corey's experiences growing up. So you think that like Kanye is like doing a wink wink nod nod to the like pedophilia in the industry? I don't, I, I think it's like, uh, I think it's more like it could be. But it could also be that he understands that and also understands middle America. And he so he wants to play on a fear that's already present. That, that it's all like that. And he's the only one that's pure. Right. And so mm-hmm. and so like it's not exactly that he's wrong. Those rumors have been going around for a long time. And it is a, like I don't know anybody from the Midwest who would move out to L.A. Like when people in the Midwest find out I live in L.A., they're like, huh. And I'm like, I don't. It's pretty awesome. And really, they like totally against it. I mean, I kind of get it. I never. I always I dismissed real, LA. I just need real estate to get there. Like, <laughs> if it was cheaper, dude. Because I love it out here. It's fun. Like LA. Like as someone from the like South-ish, like Kentucky is like on the border of the Midwest South. Like LA's LA's fun. It's it's diverse. It's fun. It's progressive. It's great. Oh, I fucking love it. Anyways, that is off topic. What I'm saying is that there is there is some legitimacy to what he's saying. Sure. I don't think he's saying it in good faith. Fair. Anyways, um, according to an L.A. Times article entitled Kanye West Praises the Lord and Himself at Joel Osteen's Megachurch by Christy Karras, Kar- uh, Kanye also talks about how his new album, Jesus is King, is the, quote, hardest record ever made, end quote, and cites his song Closed on Sundays, which is an ode to Chick-fil-A and Christian piety. Like, like you can't, like... You can't make this stuff up. You can't up. make it, yeah. Like... Yeah, and he also announced that he was going to do an opera called Nebuchadnezzar at the Hollywood Bowl, which he did, and according to Pitchfork, it followed Nebuchadnezzar's transition from wicked, imperious, self-declared ruler to a true believer who finds salvation in his faith. And the drama on stage follows the beats of a Kanye narrative story closely. Yeah, he did. He did a full on uh, opera. What? Okay, so first of all, we should do an episode on Nebuchadnezzar because that's a crazy story. Yeah, um, for sure. And for our listeners, the story is that there's this like wealthy, very pompous king and of, ba- of Babylon, of Babylon, and um, God like comes to him and warns him. I think a few times. Yeah. That, so Nebuchadnezzar, like at this point, I think Babylon had conquered uh, Jerusalem and the Israelites. Yeah. He, he had sent the Is- Israelites away from their land. Um, and they've been away for several generations. And then he throws uh, Meshach, Shadnak, and Abednego into the into the fires. But after that, he um, God comes to him and is like, you haven't changed. And so he turns the handwriting on the wall, if you've ever heard that, the writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. It comes from that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And he turns him into a beast of the field. So like a cow. Or oh, I forgot that part. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I... I just I feel I feel like people I feel like people have fueled and used a whole lot of the fact that Kanye has an unmedicated mental illness 
like you know like trump called him to the white house and like gives him maga hats and like i i don't know like i i don't know what's going on here but it's just fueling this like sense of important self-importance self-importance and it's it's problematic um and i'm i'm just very concerned about like now the hooking up with joel osteen joel osteen having like this sort of christian empire going on like osteen like i i have i have had him on my radar for like 15 years like a while like i'm very concerned about osteen because this i mean like he's kind of the the figurehead of prosperity gospel now and i just and and this sense of like i'm not going to take a stance on any sort of conservative or like conservative or liberal or like whatever issue politically i'm going to completely ignore the sociopolitical landscape and just tell you you just keep giving to me and you get you and it's just ignoring the fact that our country is is in kind of a bit of a crisis right now and he's still reaping the benefits of it so i just i don't know i'm actually more i think i'm more mad at osteen than kanye right now like i i just in terms of the the socio-political stuff he's been reaping the benefits for so long i mean they both have they both have yeah no they both have their share i just personally have had my eye on on, uh, a joel osteen for a while yeah concerned just a concerned eye I keep thinking, like, he – Jim Baker is, like, a low-rent Joel Osteen. Well, no, I think he's the OG. Like, Yeah, but, like, Joel Osteen, I – like, what I wanted to say earlier is that Joel Osteen has been really smart in his strategy to stay away from those other televangelists. Yeah. So we should go We should go back. Just explain that Jim Baker was a televangelist who kind of um, uh, got caught in a scheme um, for his, his – um, misusing funds and laundering money yeah and went also, to jail also if you guys google jim baker arrest you will find some hilarious pictures of him just like bawling his eyes out as he's getting arrested <laughs> and it's i i know you shouldn't laugh at another person's pain but he totally deserved it go ahead and laugh because now he's out of jail and he's back on butt again and is um selling gold coins with trump's face on it yeah and he's also promoting a thing called uh the silver solution which is supposed to uh cure coronavirus it doesn't it's not a vaccine you guys like not a thing so we know you guys know that it's not a thing but will you tell your like i don't know elderly parents that it's not a thing or your anti-vaxxer friends yeah thank you anyhow yeah um so kanye is apparently going to join join joel osteen on a tour of the yankee stadium Oh, on a tour at the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> he's um, just, he's touring Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I mean, it's a big what? stadium. It's, a big it's fair. If you want to go on a tour of Yankee Stadium, I mean, like, you, um, you. It's called America's Night of Hope because universal health care isn't really where our hope lies. Like, nobody, that's the thing. Right. That is the thing. That's is the that, hope. We, we, oh. That is, that is the like, thing. My hope is that we all have universal health care. That no one has to worry about we won healthcare crisis away from bankruptcy. That's my hope. That's my my American hope. You just have to do the slog work. You do have to do the slog work. But that's not that's not, that's not ex- yeah. But that's not exciting. That's not mm-hmm. tantalizing. And so the media is not going to no. get on board with that. And that's why Osteen and Kanye West are going on tour and going to Yankee Stadium. On America's Night of Hope, which mm-hmm. which is a bit of a, I think, a throwback to the whole 
uh, televangelists or evangelists going on tour and sort of speaking to different audiences um, and <laughs> just ignoring so many of the issues. Like, I mean, healthcare, wages, climate change. These are these are our issues, but who knows what they're going to talk about. It's probably just going to be... Well, yeah, because they are... They're ref- they're willfully refusing to understand what hope really is, and hope is the boring shit. It's the boring action of just doing the thing, you know. Yeah, or like I want to be real, like listening to black women, because <laughs> like mm. can we just like black women? If you listen to black women, they're gonna get they're gonna they always vote like in my in my book they always vote like real correctly like they're always going to tell you what's what's up and this is just totally the other spectrum of just like wealthy yeah wealthy fucking dudes just just yeah fucking inhaling their own doing their shit (laughs) not wrong anyways Uh, um but yeah no i know i feel like this whole thing is the the culmination of and a satirization of american christianity is at its worst um like nothing they're talking about resembles anything of the historical the the, the historical Jesus talked about. Um, justice issues like people in prison, poverty, structures of power, all of that, um, or the hard work of actually loving one's neighbor. It's just who's the best um, at getting yachts and mansions. And you know, I just I I'm concerned. Everybody, keep your eyes on this. This is. This is problematic, and it's indicative of where we are right now in terms of our sociopolitical atmosphere in 2020. Um, so, and and I think that more than ever, this idea of people sort of keeping a lookout, you know, taking care of each other in 2020 is really important. It's an election year. Make yeah. sure you sign up to vote. Get yeah. registered. In conclusion, be kind. Do the slog work. Do the slog work. I'm gonna try to do it too. Anyways, we love you guys. Um, huge. Uh, if you guys could um, give us a shout out on SoundCloud, just like us, um, even comment. I would love to respond to some comments. Right. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher. Yes. Any, any of those. Um, uh, share your favorite episode with a friend, um, you know, on, on any of, us, of the platforms that you're on, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, contact us on Twitter at Bible Bitches. Go to our fan page on Facebook, uh, Bible Bitches. Um, also, big thanks to Engage Gays with a Z. Um, they are amazing. They host our platform, our our um, our episodes, and we really thank them a lot. Um, also, big shout out to at Aaron Doodles. Um, he does our artwork, and it's just an over overall amazing dude. Um, also, Miss Eves, um, your music is amazing. Thanks for letting us use your music in the intro and outro. You can find her at Yo Eves on Twitter. She's always coming out with new stuff. She's so creative and beautiful and wonderful. And, like, thank you for your creative spirit. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next time when we're going to talk about Christian relics. Yes. So you might want to watch Indiana Jones just to brush <laughs> up before yeah. you listen. <laughs> can't wait to get back at you next time and can't wait to hear from you on social media we love you bye bye